0: Woke up this morning, I was pretty fired the volume's up. volume's picking up a little bit. This is what you've done. This is where you can grow. I thought today he had a really good day. Is he making better decisions and better throws? I'm excited about the guys that are here. I thought he spun the ball well. There's a really good vibe right now, and, and it's, uh, it's fun. It's so, so, so just.
1: Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Ready!
0: I would be honored if you played football for this team. The football
1: gods are always on the Bears' shoulder. Go Bears!
0: Boy, that escalated quickly. From
1: NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Ho. Are there any signs that there's a bigger issue of disrespect? Is Jordan Love bad? And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. It's clear to me that they're going to make him earn that left tackle spot. There's some good signs there. It's okay to be excited. It's the Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. And we are underway. What's going on everybody? Welcome into another off-season episode of the Hogan Johns Podcast. This is Adam Johns. This is still the Johns & Company Podcast. Adam we will be back later this month to preview training camp, which uh, I can't believe it, guys. It's less than four weeks away. It is. They, they report on July 27th. It is July 1st. It is coming quickly. Um, I'm very excited about this podcast. Um, we have another special guest, the one and only Jeff Joniak. Say hi, Jeff. Hey, 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 Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, ev- Everybody knows Jeff. He's the Bears radio play-by-play man. He's also the sports director at WB- WBBM 7, 7- AM 780. Let me get that right. WBBM 780 uh, and 105.9 FM. Um, you hear him all the time. He is the Bears radio play-by-play man. He is everywhere too. I-, I feel like once the Bears season begins, he's on video. He writes, he does everything. So you know who he is. Um. You got a lot to talk about here, Jeff, with training camp. like I said, less than four weeks away. But I gotta I gotta go through all the stuff I, as I always do with our podcast. Um you can follow me at Adam Johns, J A H N S. You can follow Jeff Joniak here at Jeff Joniak. You can read me at theathletic.com. You can read Adam Hogue, our friend who is still on paternity leave at NBC Sports Chicago. Follow him at Adam Hogue. Be sure to wish him a special congratulations if you can. Um, him and his wife are now home with their daughter, Olivia, so spend him a special, or send him a special congrats if you can. Um, check out our shirts at obviousshirts.com. I'm not wearing one right now, Jeff, but uh, they're out there. Um, please check them out, obviousshirts.com. You can watch us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you can. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us if you can. And if you're an Apple podcast listener, please check out our bonus Q&A episodes and others from The Athletic. You can subscribe to those for $1 per month. It's a lot, Jeff.
2: It's a lot. Well, you know, that's what happens when you have an empire like yourself <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Adam Hope.
1: Yes. Yes. We're, you guys we're doing have our... done a
2: great job. You guys have really done a great job. You know this uh, this football industry because the way the NFL is, it's uh, 365 days. Uh, they'd probably squeeze in a few more if they could in the calendar to make uh, make noise. Um, people like yourself who've committed to the NFL beat and uh, Adam, who I have a lot of respect for as well. Adam, Hogue, both of you. I mean, it's uh, it's something to take advantage of and. You know, it becomes a cottage industry in many respects, you know,
1: for a lot of folks. <laughs> it does. You're, and you're too kind, far too kind. Um, they did add a 17th game, speaking of, <laughs> yeah, of jamming yeah, yeah. things in. You know, you said a few, but then they got one more in. Um, I don't think the players like it too much, but this training camp will be different because of it. Um, as we talk about headlines, storylines, heading into this camp, we I mean, have covered this team for a long time, just the, the buzz, Jeff, that, Justin Fields has created already since the selection, since his draft yeah. night. Like, how would you characterize the the emotions of it, and then some of the things you've seen on the field?
2: Well, I'm going to go backwards before I go forwards, and I'm going to go back to this, uh, the, uh, the the trade of Jay Cutler. I remember I was in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, with my then little kids, and I had my phone, but it was not with me when I'm tossing a softball and giving them batting practice for their softball league. So I just wanted a little break. And Kelly, my oldest, kept telling me, dad, your phone is ringing nonstop. And I said, I'm not, I'm on vacation. I had no clue that this was happening. So I look at the phone and there's so many messages. I knew something and my heart stopped because we acquired Jay Cutler. And I'll never forget that because the buzz for that. I remember going to the airport to fly home after that vacation and a Bears fan dressed in complete Bears garb, was in tears at the Miami airport. And uh, he just could not believe we got a quarterback of the caliber of Jay Cutler. So I think a lot of it has to do with the overall 102-year history of the franchise and the lack of quarterback franchise-type player melded with the idea that, okay, they moved up to get one of the top quarterbacks – in the draft, very easily could have been the top pick in the draft uh, as well at that position. So I think that's natural, but I think it's amplified when you're a Bears fan.
1: Yeah. Well, we had this recently with with Trubisky, right? Like, yeah. But 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 yet it, it feels different. You know, like I still remember. This is gonna be my tenth season, believe it or not, covering the Bears. Time is to <laughs> Yeah, look closer. No, no look grace. closer. <laughs> I'm turning look, white, not, not gray. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah you look, you look all right. You look good. Yeah, you yeah. Look good. I like it. I like it. Um, like I, I still remember the the craziness of Jay Cutler pulling up in his white conversion van, and and uh, like the, just the stories that come with that because the quarterback is there, you know. And just yeah. I couldn't imagine what that first camp was like. With him there, I remember Trubisky's first camp and how all the questions are about him, um, and then how awkward it kind of was when he was the third string quarterback and he had four quarterbacks out there. And how are you going to develop this guy? And this just feels different. I, I, I don't know why. Um, maybe because we we saw Justin Fields more in college. Maybe because more people know about him in. in Like there was less, there's less projection with a Justin Fields than a Mitch Trubisky, but I don't know. I I feel differences. I don't know if it's just my emotions or or fans that I'm talking to.
2: No, you know, I mean, the fans are fueling it. No question. You know, you could say talk radio and columnists and, and writers like yourself fueling it as well, because, you know, if you listen, if you're a fan and you, you have a chance to listen to all the Zoom conversations over the course of the off season after the selection of Justin Fields, I mean, the questions are primarily about Justin Fields. There's a, a couple about Andy Dalton and everybody else, but it's all about Justin Fields. And, and again, that comes with the territory. That's the NFL. It's the most prized position in all sports and the most difficult one to nail. But I think you make a great point. Yes, we did see a much larger body of work with Justin Fields at the highest stage, and his physical abilities and skill set is enticing, and everyone asks me about oh, you know how do he look, how do he look, how do he look I'll tell you how he looked, but I can't give it to you in the context of a pass rush or pads and everything like that so and I also and I, I brought this up many times i I believe the NFL does a disservice to players by not like they once upon a time allowed the media to watch all the OTAs and all all of the min- mini camp or whatever and because if it's once a week for the two or three weeks of OTAs the media is writing only what they see on that day who's there who's not who looks good who doesn't that does not that does not allow it to become the narrative of that player or that moment for the franchise in my opinion because you're seeing a very minor snapshot they're only letting you see what they want you to see, first of all. And second of all, I just think it's it's unfair to the players. I really do. I don't know if you feel the same way. But that being said, what I can look at is just the way the man moves, how he looks handing the ball off even looks smooth. Um, where he operates from, whether it be under center in the shotgun, his footwork. You can see the natural speed, the elite speed, and just his demeanor. How he, how he takes coaching, little minor things like that, which you have certainly documented in your articles. Uh, but the real test obviously will be when he gets on the field against that defense every day during training camp and he starts playing some snaps in the preseason. But I'm, I'm okay with not rushing that process. I want to – when you, you get another chance at the apple, you got to make it right. So make sure the plan – Remember Jerry Angelo always used to say, "For anybody you bring in, you got to have a plan for them. Yeah, and that's okay at the quarterback position too. You got to have a plan,
1: and they have. So, a- so, as this plan unfolds in training camp, like you said, now we get to see him every day. We don't get to go through walkthroughs that are in the afternoon and whatnot, but we're there when it's as live as they can make it be. The pads will be on at some point. They're not going to hit Justin Fields. They may nope. come close, but they're going to they're going to hold up. Yeah. Um, Offensive linemen can't do everything they want to do and knocking down pass rushers and whatnot. So there's some limitations, but it's it's more real. So as you watch this plan unfolding, training camp, like what are you looking forward to? What do you want to make note of? Like how would you define progress for him or the yes. offense, or, or just in general too? Because you know, let's be fair to Andy Dalton as well. Yeah, because he's, Th- that's Dalton's where I'm going. Here.
2: Yeah, that's where I'm going here. I, I'm going to watch Andy Dalton. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy watching Justin Fields develop, but I'm gonna watch Andy Dalton. Because, first of all, he comes with a a winning resume. No, he hasn't won playoff games, but he has a winning resume. His record as a a quarterback is is in the plus territory. Uh, He's smart. He is a good pocket quarterback. He's a little different than Nick Foles. He does get rid of the ball quicker. He is going to be able to process things and get the ball in the hands of his, his weaponry and let them do something with the ball after the catch. Doesn't mean he can't throw it deep. He will. But I think there's a lot of confidence in Andy Dalton from himself. And I think some of his teammates got to get to know him in a different way at the, at the mandatory veteran minicamp. So he's the man right now until further notice. And I think if everyone allows themselves to embrace it and not just think for, for the time being that he's just a bridge to the future, which we know that he is, um, I think they can win with Andy Dalton. Yeah, And well, I-
1: Sorry, that's just my to, like, Yeah, and just to inject something here, I, I think it's extremely important that Andy Dalton has embraced being that bridge. Yeah, I don't know if that was the case in, in 2017, and it shouldn't have been the case because Mike Glennon was at a different point in his career that that was his opportunity to to be a starter. So, like the the circumstances of Trubisky's start and Fields' oh. start, to me, are just so significantly different. Just in terms of, well, it's the coaches you got an offensive minded head coach instead of a defensive minded head coach you don't have uh a Mike Lennon who is looking for a second shot you have Andy Dalton who has embraced this um even like going back to, to last year comparing fields in in Dalton I mean they're, they're uh Nick Foles and Andy Dalton like it's different too um there's there's an offseason program that this team is better it's just there's a lot of differences I, I just feel like if we're comparing things to the past a lot you're not going to see what's actually a foot on the football well, field. Well, and, and that is, and, and
2: you can't fault people for looking at the past because of the inability to sustain success over a period of time, um, and that and those are all fair points. But you know, you also add in Bill Lazor, and I think that's maybe the underrated story here is that yes, Matt Nagy is going to be calm plays, but Bill Lazor has a terrific history with Andy Dalton, and I think there's a comfort level there. I think Bill Lazor continues to develop as a coach, and he has got the title of offensive coordinator with a lot of different bodies and, and minds putting their handprint on this as well at that position and the offense in general. But I just think in the end of the day, um, the experience of diagnosing defenses, and I, I, I did something the other day on just looking at, at Justin Fields and all these D words popped into my head. And I wrote them down just because I knew I was going to forget them. So, if you don't mind, I'm going to write. I got <laughs> little notes right.
1: Pro is um, pro right here, everybody.
2: Well, no, the thing the thing about Justin Fields and the plan is okay. The first thing, and he's probably already got a really good head start on it, is just down the download, the download of the of the program, the download of the playbook. And he is a self proclaimed uh, guy that retains, and he we know he's a smart quarterback. So that's going to be a lot easier than if you didn't have that type of quarterback. So, so download, develop, diagnose, which Andy can do already. He knows how to diagnose a defense and Justin will get better at it over time. But is he there yet? Probably not. Uh, Discern. And, and, and then I say dynamic because that's the wrinkle, the dynamic aspect of his game, something that the bears have never had in its history of a guy at quarterback who has that kind of arm who looks deep to short first has the ability to, to air it out and run a four, four. I mean, that, that, that package uh, has never happened. Right. I mean, Jay Cutler was a terrific athlete. I uh, can't take that away from him. had a bazooka arm. I remember the first uh, minicamp practice that he, the ball was whistling. I'm sure there are a lot of quarterbacks that have a ball. That wh- I heard the ball whistling. I'm like, wow, but that, that alone does not make a great quarterback. So, it's about touch, about feel, about understanding the players around you. And that's where Andy has a tremendous advantage right now.
1: We're talking to Jeff Joniak. No, doesn't need an introduction. There's <laughs> radio play by play, man. <laughs> Please um, stop. Just get to the questions. Right, we're, going, going we're, to going, we're going, going. I got you, I got you, my You're friend. You're not going to um, build me up to tear me down, are you? <laughs> that comes later at the end of the podcast. Um, other battles. Other ones I'm making note of at, at camp, it, it's... It's like the third and fourth receiver spots. It's cornerback, potentially nickelback. What's on your list? What what are you watching when when they report?
2: Left tackle. I mean, Tevin Jenkins, tremendous talent. Uh, He's got the right mentality. He's got the size. Looks like he's got the feet to play that position. But until he actually proves it, you know, there's, there's not a lot of experience. Well, there isn't anybody on the roster that's played that position. So that's somebody I'm going to keep an eye on closely because that also impacts the quarterbacks and the overall effectiveness of the offense. And, uh, you know, they got a date with the, the LA Rams in LA on September 12th against, you know, some nasty up front. So that offensive line and how it stays together and molds together, I think it, could develop quickly into a strength. I mean, <clears throat> it's a great story, Sam Mustafer. It really is a great story. The respect that teammates have for him already and how he has become a, a big spokesman in that locker room is really something else as an undrafted player. A guy who never believed he should have been an undrafted player and has now put on some more strength and, and weight. And I'm very excited about having that kind of lieutenant in the offense and a voice and someone as confident as he is and then how it translates to the rest of the offense. Uh certainly the slot receiver I feel it's as as a significant a position in the league as the nickel, nickel corner is for very good reason they're on the field a lot more than not and they have many different options. Obviously that guy was supposed to be Anthony Miller. And I don't know where where that goes and hopefully this is a wake up call and he'll become because I I loved him coming out of college for that very reason. In his first year, he demonstrated a lot of that scoring from the slot. And that should just allow guys to settle into their specific roles with Mooney and Robinson, who also could be those guys as well. They can maneuver around and there's certainly chess pieces here, but the nickel, the nickel DB who is, who is going to be the guy that you can count on a nickel. And that, that to me is going to be a terrific battle. I think Kildonville door opened a lot of eyes, you know, Corners that play with confidence. And now he looked like at the mini camp. I think you'd agree. Yeah. He made yeah. plays. He was boisterous. There's confidence there. That's when the true talents of a guy who didn't play at a, a big time college, but still had the confidence. I think that's a guy to watch here as well. And then, you know, Eddie Golden, you know, where is he at? Where's his head at? Where's his head at? I mean, those are big mysteries right now for everybody. I mean, we have to trust what he told Matt Nagy that I'm going to be there for training camp and ready to go. I, I do understand he's in great shape, uh, but, you know, that's a whole different kind of mentality when you get back to after not, not playing for a whole year and, and not because you are injured.
1: Right. Questions about football shape. Th- yeah. Those always come up with like all injured players and it's been a long layoff for yeah. Eddie Goldman. Um, I'm glad you brought up left tackle and Tevin Jenkins because I think it ties into maybe another issue for the Bears or at least something that defensive coordinator Sean Desai has to work on. It's pass rusher, right? Like some of the most watched drills are always oh, yeah. the one-on-one drills, you know, the pass rush drills. And with Tevin Jenkins, the second-round pick now involved, everybody's going to be watching those. Like oh, yeah. all the binoculars are going to be out on those drills. So you know you got Cleo Mack, but after him, what are the Bears got? Like what can they get out of Robert Quinn? At 31 years old, what can they find in Travis Gibson? So, as much as I want to see, like as much as the Bears want to see Tevin Jenkins win some of these matchups, you need Travis Gibson, in my opinion, to take a next step because Sean Desai needs to find some pass rush without having the blitz all the time.
2: Right. Yes. Because he wants to be, you know, I'm going to take him at his word because I think uh, I do trust in Sean Desai's uh, mentality. He wants a nasty, aggressive defense. So, whether it becomes because of the pass rush uh with, with the standard standard look, or is it going to be a blitz heavy defense, whatever the case has to be to create turnovers and put pressure on the quarterback and still be able to stop the run with the big guys up front, you got to do. And I I I really do trust in Sean Desai. And I would say that is also one of the, the big keys. But we won't really know until he starts calling plays on game day what he's going to be. We're going to get hints, but we're not going to see the whole thing in training camp. But I am very excited about that. Um, You're right. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, Can Quinn be healthy and play at a high? I'm certain he wasn't healthy all last year. So is he healthy now? And is he ready to rock and roll? You know, it's it's a different kind of defense that he's played in in in, in the course of his career. So, you know, that hand in the dirt, scream off the edge, is not always what he's asked to do at, in a, in a three point stance versus standing up and playing outside linebacker. So I, I think you can't have enough up front, bring him in in waves. The deeper you are there, it can complement guys, and guys will settle into roles. So maybe his role will be a little different. Travis Gibson, I, I, I had a, a certain fondness for him coming out of Tulsa. I met him at the Combine, and I was really taken by his mentality and watching him play, played, if you watch his college tape, played with his hair on fire. I know those are cliches for scouts, but that's exactly what he did. And, and out of position, playing more inside than outside. So I'm um, I'm curious to see exactly what he looks like right now in terms of what he did in the weight room. Get stronger, work on his technique. He didn't get a lot of snaps last year, obviously. And, and hopefully somebody like Kahlil Mack has taken him under his wing and teach him the tricks of the trade. Because it is a big jump from from that position uh, in college, playing more of a defensive tackle position, and then moving to the outside of linebacker and rushing and screaming off the edge in the NFL. Oh,
1: they need it. The Bears need it. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, all defenses are predicated on yeah. that. Um, and Jeremiah Tachi was yeah.
2: another one to keep an eye on, you know, with a, a chance here to, to, to prove he can be a pass rusher as well.
1: Before I let you go, Jeff, I have to ask you what it was like last year (laughs) calling games during a pandemic and then like what's going to be different, uh, for you, for you this year?
2: Well, we are green lighted the travel. So that's good news. So we will be there in LA for the opener as we were in Detroit, driving up to Detroit last year, Tom and I, um, you know, it was, it was extremely challenging, but I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, what was me? Because every announcer in every sports dealing with the same thing guys are calling games from their house for crying out loud. It, it happened in the NFL as well. And when, when guys came down with COVID and they had to work from their house off the television, I mean, you adapt and you overcome. That's the beauty of this sport, right? It's a perfect metaphor for what we, we had to do. And um, I, I, will, I will compliment WBBM and all their technical uh, engineering and Paul Zerang, our engineer, who really made it easier than I thought it was going to be, but yet it was challenging at the same time because there were things we definitely missed. You had to create the atmosphere that you were there. And there were times, honestly, with the crowd noise blaring in my head, because he had an old recording of the Seattle Seahawks crowd, which we know is the loudest place in the national football league. And he had it pumped into my headset. It wasn't coming over the radio, but, and I felt at moments because you get absorbed in the game and you're calling it uh, off of an all 22 video screen here and the TV uh, copy that, you know, was, uh, what they call a raw feed. They weren't synced. So yeah. there were challenges with that, but honestly, there were moments. I go back to that Atlanta game and, and throw it to the L, you know, for the touchdown and the comeback by Nick Foles. Uh, I felt like I was there. I did. I'm not going to lie. I felt like, you know, you're just so it's like, wow, this is like, it was a scintillating, but at the same time, um, you missed things you missed a little Tom didn't have enough time at times because the camera would move off uh, uh, of of seeing exactly what happened to analyze the play and then uh, you know the LA game there was a I thought it was a pass breakup and Bears are going to settle for three and here was interception by Taylor Rapp in the end zone and we never saw the interception just we just never saw it so I said Tom what happened why are they selling he goes I don't know and so you got to be real with the audience you know we're not going to Capture every moment. I feel bad for all the announcers out there. Certainly baseball, you know, because you feed off the energy. You feed off the energy of the moment. You walk in the stadium, you see the green grass, and you get you get jacked up, and you get ready to go. And then the crowd starts cranking up, and that'll even be great. I, at Soldier Field, you know, we were at Soldier Field, but you take your headset off, you could hear a pin drop. I yeah, mean, it was quiet. It was quiet, and it was it just it, it was bizarro. I, I don't want that ever again. God willing, everything is going to be back to normal as much as we can make it. And it sounds like it. All 32 teams now allowing 100% attendance capacity. So that's a that's a big turn. And then, you know, just like for you doing your job and me doing my job, we, we do it all a little differently and what we, we secure the information we need to get, get the job done. But just that face-to-face interaction, I don't know if that's going to happen here in 21, but I certainly hope so because it's those little nuggets that Tom and I uh, just our relationships that we work on to, to give somebody a, something a little different than they're getting on talk radio throughout the week or when they're reading the athletic or, or any other of the beat writers, because it's kind of our job to, to give you some more insight that maybe you can't get anywhere else. So those things you're, you're missing as well. So those little conversations that tell the story.
1: I, I often think back about all the stories that weren't told. In twenty twenty, oh, yeah. because were a lot of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from the like you said, the the, the casual conversations you have with yeah. players, staff members, and ideas that come about through them. It's just not the same over Zoom. I, I went to two games last year at Soldier Field, and I didn't like it at all. I, I had yeah. enough. You know, we we were covering yeah. the game, uh, we were talking to Matt Nagy and the players over Zoom anyway, so might as well do it from home. But the yeah. like you said, take the headphones off, and it is quiet.
2: Yeah. It was weird seeing cobwebs in the seats too yeah. at those yeah. games. I mean, Literally. literal cobwebs. I'm like, what the heck is going on? But hey, it, it was what it was. We, I say it all the time. Hopefully, it's a one-off, and we never have to go down that road again for everybody, fans mostly. I mean, the fans. Yeah. You know, they they lost out. Obviously.
1: Yeah, they were missed. They were well. So, well, hopefully, like you said, 2021 has some normalcy. Um, yes. I'm sure everybody will look forward to hearing you. Again, it's going to be here soon, Jeff. Get ready. Get your rest in. (laughs) Get ready.
2: Start packing your bags. Yeah, here it comes. Although (laughs) there's nowhere to stay, right? (laughs) But it'll be (laughs) interesting at Hallis Hall for the first time. Yes, it will. Uh, Yeah, fans will be be there. Yeah, that'll that'll make it seem. I think the players will, you'll see a different aspect of the players this year versus last year as well,
1: because they feed off it too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, thank you, Jeff. Um, Welcome. Thank you for having me on. We're looking forward to hearing you soon, quite soon. Um. Thanks, Jeff. Understand Great stuff.
2: Thanks, Adam.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right.
1: if you're like me you believe there needs to be more stylish functional business casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day i'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box Watching the game later with your friends, maybe get a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces Head to Roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to dot ecom slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. All right, everybody. It's the Q&A portion of the podcast. I am Solo, Adam Hoag. Um, We'll be back. In a couple weeks, three weeks, we will be previewing training camp, um, I think the last week of July. So we got this podcast, Um, this will hopefully hold you over for a week or two, and then Hogan and I will be be back. Um, He's still on paternity leave. I got some vacation myself coming up. It's time to get away before the real stuff begins, and that is Bears training camp, which players report to, all veterans report to on July 27th, so Less than four weeks away, everybody. It is coming up quickly. All right, a few questions before we go. Um, I threw it out there on Twitter again today. Really enjoy doing these. This is from Jake on Twitter. I really like this question. What does quote success? Uh, what does success for the twenty twenty one Bears look like? I, I think this is a very nuanced question uh, because you have like the Andy Dalton Bears. And you have the Justin Fields Bears. Like, when does Justin Fields take the field? When is the plan for Justin Fields involve starting a regular season game? This is that's really everything, right? But the Bears are still trying to to, to win games, and in my opinion, they're still in the middle of the pack, right? They they finished eight and eight last season. I think eight wins, especially with the seventeenth game, is attainable again this year. That's where they are. Um. That's where the roster says they are. And, you know, they reached 8-8 last season with, let's be honest, a quarterback controversy. Like Nick Foles did not play up to expectations. Mitch Trubisky actually had to come back in and save the season. What a storyline that became. And then you saw him struggle. In the big games when it mattered against the Packers and then in the playoffs against the Saints. Um, A lot of things happened last year, a true roller coaster of a season, and the Bears still finished with a 500 record, still made the playoffs, yes, albeit as that extra seed, but they got in. That counts. That matters uh, at Hallis Hall. Uh, This year, I don't want to call it a quarterback controversy because I don't think it's that, but you have. Andy Dalton, and then you have this plan for Justin Fields. Um, history says that rookie quarterbacks play at some point. Um, when that is, we don't know. I don't think it's going to be week one, but a successful season is the Bears staying in playoff contention, albeit maybe for that final seed. And then I think Justin Fields coming in at some point and playing well. That plan working. That that's everything. That plan working is what makes this season successful. Yes. You want to win games with Andy Dalton, but what that plan is for Justin Fields is everything. It has to work. I don't think the seats are hot for Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy this year. Like, you have to put, like, you have to clarify that with, yeah, if they go, if they become a one win team, sure, light their seats on fire. I, I get it, but I don't think the Bears are that bad. They're not that type of team. There's too much talent on this roster. They're going to be in the middle of the pack. And we'll see what happens with the the plan for Justin Fields, so a lot of layers to what success is defined as in twenty twenty one but it all starts with what Justin Fields what that plan uh becomes. um This is from Mike on Twitter. What is your favorite part of this off season? It's answering your questions no um uh, I, I like to be honest that we are allowed to do our jobs a bit more that the offseason program actually existed. Um, it wasn't this case last year in the middle of the pandemic. So to go to OTAs to to have rookie mini camp, to have veteran mini camp. That is invaluable for my job. So that was my favorite part and it's so valuable for the actual players. It's not all over Zoom. And and look Zoom is a great tool. This podcast right now is being recorded over Zoom. I'm answering your questions over Zoom. It's a great resource to have, but it's just not the same as the human interactions in a very human sport of football where you have to be on the field to get better. So for me, it's having the actual off-season program to cover. And I think for the Bears, it would absolutely mean the same. 100% mean the same just to have that off-season program. Um, For Andy Dalton... It's immensely important. It's very different than what Nick Foles had last year. I think you're going to hear that come up a bit come training camp uh, for Justin Fields to have it. It's a great part of that plan to have that plan even start at this point to have a rookie mini camp, to have OTAs, to have that veteran mini camp, to have that extra week after that. He needs it. It's great to have that being part of the plan. So um, just to have the season program in general is my favorite part of the offseason. Um, Last question before we go, because I think this one's kind of lingering before training camp. This is from Sam Robinson on Twitter. How worried should we be about Eddie Goldman's no-show at mandatory minicamp? It's okay to be worried because the guy hasn't played since week 16 of the 2019 season. And if I'm correct in my memory here, um, he only played one snap in that game. Gosh, who was it against? The Chiefs. Um, the, the infamous Patrick Mahomes counting the 10 on his fingers game. Um, I think he only played one snap in that game, Eddie Goldman, because he suffered a concussion. So it's been a long time since Eddie Goldman has been on the football field playing actual football. So this storyline is one of the biggest ones for the Bears heading into training camp. Um, from everything I heard, just like Jeff Joniak said earlier in this podcast, Eddie Goldman is in good shape. But again, football shape, actually to be callous, to use a Matt Nagy word, to callous yourself for football is a different thing. I fully expect Eddie Goldman to show up there on July 27th. I fully expect him to be on the field. I'm sure his snaps will be monitored uh, as they should be since he's had such a long layoff. Um, but he'll be there. And the Bears need him to be there. He needs to be there, I think, for himself. Um so we'll see what happens, but I expect the, the Eddie Goldman storyline to become not so much more about his, his absence, but more so about what the Bears can get out of him after his, his absence, after the no-show in veteran, veteran minicamp after not playing for so long. It's about his football shape and what he can produce uh, for the defense. That is it. Um, thanks again to Jeff Joniak. Thanks for everybody. Uh, for putting up to, with me for the solo podcast. Thank Mark Grody. Thanks Dion Miller. Thanks Zach Pearson. Thanks Jeff Joniak for filling in for Adam Hogue. Um, Adam Hogue will be back for our next podcast to pre, to preview training camp. That's coming up in a couple weeks. We're going to take a little bit of a break here. So sorry about that. Uh, I, I hope you'll miss us. Um, I'll miss you guys. I'll be back in a couple weeks, but the true off season, the true break, July is that time to get away. That true break is here. Um, Thank you always for listening. You can follow me at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. You can follow Adam Hogue at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E. You can read him at NBC Sports Chicago. You can read me on theathletic.com. We'll have a couple more stories up before we get away, uh, including a couple, uh, at least one more exclusive story for me. So um, stay tuned for that, everybody. Training camp is coming. Less than a month away, less than four weeks away. See everybody then. See ya. Go Bears.